This morning I'm going to talk to you very briefly Ce matin, je vais vous about your set race. Uh, à propos de votre set, la race des set. The race that is set before you. La course qui est devant toi. The race that you are running. La course que tu cours. And God allowing me, I will bring out three things about your set race that you must know to succeed in your race. One of the reasons why I believe that God wants you to know this is for you to know that there will be some things you can never change. And the earlier you accept the things you can't change, the better. Let us pray. Father, we appreciate your presence in our midst. We thank you, Father, because you are faithful from time past. Thank you, God, because we can count on your message. Everlasting Father, we thank you because your word transforms lives. Lord, today as we go into your word, let life be set right again. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray as many as have gone off track, Lord, bring them back on track. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, O oh God, as many as their race is going slower than it needs to go, I pray, Father, that today you are quicken their steps. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as many as are struggling to accept the things they cannot change, I pray that today, with the entrance of your word, O oh God, that Lord, that you will help them to accept those things and begin to walk along with it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I commit myself into your hands. I pray, God Almighty, that you will give me the words that will bring your word powerfully but simply to your children. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. And so this morning I want to look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I will read verses 1 and 2. I will read in King James, the, the King James Bible. And then I will read in an ampli- in, um, I will read in an adjusted amplified version. Now, one of the things I do so that when I'm reading and it's not according to what your Bible says, is that one of the things I do is that when I go through these scriptures, by the grace of God, sometimes I read about 18 different translations of it. And so the translations help us to get a general idea better than only one translation. This is what the King James says. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne 
of God. Now that is the King James Version. I will read the adjusted amplified version that I have. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, let us strip off every unnecessary weight that slows us down and especially the sin that so easily and cleverly entangles us and tricks us. And let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that God has set before us. We do this by looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and now is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. May God bless the reading of his word. This morning, God, time, allowed, time permitting me, I want to talk briefly about two things you cannot change about your race. And like I said, the earlier you accept what you cannot change, the better for you. For example, when you get pregnant, you can never change the fact that that pregnancy must last nine months. In fact, if you happen to deliver your child earlier than nine months, we call that child a premature baby. And unfortunately, a lot of the times you gain, you end up losing by sending your child to the incubator. In most of the races of life, there is no shortcut. And that is because that is the way that God has set it from the very beginning. The word set comes up three times in that passage. Number one, the Bible says for the race that is set before us, Number two, the Bible says, for the joy that is set before him. And then number three, the Bible says, is now set down at the right hand of God the Father. So the first point I want you to understand that you can never change is that your race is set. I will say a few things about your race being set. When you say your race is set, it means that you don't control the terms of the race. It is the one that sets the race that controls the terms of the race. 
It doesn't matter how good an athlete you are. When you go to the Olympics, you don't change the rules of the game because they are good. It is the same thing. It doesn't matter how righteous you are. It doesn't matter how holy you are. It doesn't matter how tongue-talking you are. It doesn't matter how many demons you can chase. The first thing you want to understand is that you have no control over your race. In fact, the race is set at the time that you give your life to Christ. Apostle Paul realized that. And then he said, I have finished the race. In fact, you will, you will notice that every time he was talking about the race, he never talked about the time before he became born again. Because until you become born again, you have not started the race. The day that you declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father, your race That's the first thing I want you to understand. In setting your race, I want you to also know that you don't determine where the race will be. None of us determines where the race will take you. None of us determines what conditions the race will be run in. And so I want you to understand, brethren, that your race is determined by the Word of God. Your race is determined by the vision that God brings to a man. And your race can be confirmed by prophecy from the throne of grace. You don't need to look far, brethren. All you need to do is to read chapter 11. Race, Rahab's race was different from Samson's race. Jephthah's race was different from Gideon's race. <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus, her race was different from Mary Magdalene. Abraham's race was different from Isaac's race. Isaac's race was different from Jacob's race. Brother, you don't determine your race. And so because you don't determine your race, and you don't determine the rules, all you need for your race is faith in God. That God is going to take you from the beginning until the end. And my prayer is that you will not fall on the wayside in the name of Jesus. 
Brethren, I also want you to know that because your race is set, you don't determine how long the race lasts. I say it again, you don't determine how long the race lasts. One of the shortest races in scripture. Is the race of a young man. The Bible does not tell us a lot about his beginning. But the Bible says when they were looking for spirit-filled Christians to do a job, they picked him. His name was Stephen. And the Bible says that even though they told him to be cleaning tables, even though they told him to be serving inside, because of the Spirit of God within him, he began to proclaim the Word of God. Within a short time, his race ended. But he knew that he had fought a good fight. He knew because the Bible says that he was about to die. He looked into heaven and said, Ah, I see Christ standing to welcome me to heaven. That is one of the shortest races I've seen of a Christian in Scripture. Jesus Christ ran his race for three and a half years. I know some of you will say, but he lived 33 years. But you forget that you don't just go to the Olympics without first of all training for Olympics. In fact, me and you are fortunate. Without any training, God allows you to start your race. All you need is to say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and the God goes for you to start on it. And as you are learning on your race, you find out that you are getting better. So your race is set. I'm going to say it again. Your race is set by God. The joy or the reward of your race is determined also by God. God is the one that determines what reward everyone will receive. And so don't think that because me and you ran, ran don't think that we are going to receive the same reward. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Brethren, there is a joy that God gives you when you know the purpose for which God brought you here. You know, when you know the purpose for which you are running, you won't even notice that there's a scorpion on the way. You won't even notice that there's a lion in the bush. 
you will just keep running. And that is why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus. I have an idea what that means. In those days when we were in school, if you want to encourage people that are running, you go and stand at the end of the line. Especially if it happens to be your husband or your wife. When your husband sees you at the end of the line, there is an energy that comes. And say, I cannot disappoint God. I cannot disappoint my husband. You make up your mind then that I must run this race with everything I have got. Brethren, Jesus is waiting at the end of the line. Jesus is waiting to catch you when you cross the line. Because Jesus knows that all of us will cross our lines at different times. My race, my race might be 30 years. Your race may be 40 years. The only thing I can guarantee you is that the race is not a sprint. So the first thing is that your race is set. And brethren, there is nothing you can do about that. Number two. When it comes to this race that is set before you, <laughs> brethren, there will be shame along the line. There will be shame. shame. Because I know some of you will think that you must run the race without shame. <laughs> the one that practiced for 30 years, when he began to run for three and a half years, the Bible says he endured the shame. But I have good news for you. The shame of those days has become the intent of today. Let me tell you why. I can imagine somebody telling the Roman soldier that you see the picture of that man on the cross that one day it will be a sign of a good thing to have that cross on your chest. The man will have asked you how can a king of shame become a king of glory? But I have realized, I have realized that shame is what you say it is. What is shameful in one culture is not shameful in another culture. What is shameful in the years past is not shameful in, in the years of now. And so you don't worry. The people that think they are bringing you shame when your story is told in another how many years, that shame will return to glory. I'll give you one or two examples. Whenever you talk about Rahab, 
You, you always finish it by saying Rahab the what? The prostitute. <laughs> by the time Rahab finished her that prostitution that she was running, God had turned it around. And God included her name among the great grandmothers of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to understand, brethren, that when you are running your race, whatever shame that the enemy brings is coming your way, the Lord is turning it around in the name of Jesus. The third thing I want to talk to you about because of time this morning is the speed at which you make progress. So I talk to you that your race is set. I talk to you about the shame involved. But the rate at which I run my race will be different from the rate at which you run your race. And the Bible says that, uh, and the physics tells us that the rate of change of distance is called speed. If I, if I have no control over the race, I have no control over the shame. I thank God I have control over the speed. And the Bible warns you about two things that can slow you down. The Bible says, number one, laying aside every weight. In fact, that scripture, when you translate it, let me, let, me, let me be careful how I tell you. The way the scripture is written, the scripture is written by saying, because don't forget that Apostle Paul is using an analogy of a runner in a race. So he's saying, anything that adds to your weight that, that, that will not allow you to run as fast as you need to run. He said you need to lay it aside. If you if, if if you if you get home, you can go back and watch the races from 1945 up until the races in 2020. You will, you will that everybody that runs, they are slim fit. I have never heard, and maybe somebody can correct me. But I have never heard that when they ran that marathon of five kilometers, that it was this obese man that won. And so Apostle Paul understood that there are things that will slow you down but are not necessary. And brethren, you and me have control over those. 
So what are these weights? A weight is not necessarily a sin. In fact, for every intent and purpose, a weight is not a sin. But a weight is an unnecessary addition to you. A weight may be your habit. Something that slows down your progress. A weight may be your way of doing things, your custom. Oh, brethren, a weight can bring your prosperity. A weight can be sorrow. In fact, one of the greatest weights is at your interest. The things that you derive pleasure from. The things that will not allow your race to progress the way they need to progress. And so, in relation to your struggle, your weight is anything that whenever you remember, you can point to it as one of the reasons why you have not made rapid progress. A weight can be the people that you associate with. A weight can be the fact that you just talk too much. A weight can be the fact that you that you that you eat too much. A weight can be the fact that you sleep too much. But brethren, you have control over that weight. And so when it comes to your speed, you have control over every weight that is slowing you down. Brother, let me tell you one frightening thing about life. It is better to run your race and go home and go home to heaven. Than to stay here and be a failure. And so, by slowing down your rates, you are exposing yourself to more perils. You are exposing yourself to, to more danger. You are exposing yourself to more obstacles. You are exposing yourself for a longer period of time that is necessary. The second thing that will slow you down, that you can control, is your reaction to sin. That is why the Bible says, and the sin that so readily beset us. We've talked about temptation during Sunday school. Brethren, along the way, there will be many distractions. A lot of those distractions are outright sin. You know, when you look at people racing, they don't have time to see what the other person is doing. What are they doing? They focus. But when we are racing as Christians, 
as they are going, you stretch your neck and see what is this sister doing. Before you know what is happening, the sister has passed you. Because you cannot be looking here and going here and be going at the same speed that you are supposed to go. And then you look to your left, to your right again and say, what is the brother doing? And that was going to happen. But Jesus won Peter. If they don't care about what John does, care about the assignment and the race that is in front of you. Brethren, there is a sin that brings you down every time. And for your information, when you race, every time you fall, you are not starting from where you fell. Because when you fall, you have lost time. It takes a lot of energy to get back home. In fact, the decent people that you are looking at, they will even pass you from the back. And so you want to avoid sin at every available opportunity. But God gave you an advice. Without looking unto Jesus. Brethren, it is not possible to be looking unto Jesus and committing adultery. It is not possible to be look, looking unto Jesus and be getting drunk. It is not possible to be looking unto Jesus and spreading lies about other people. It is not possible to be looking at Jesus and you are stealing other people's things. It is not possible to be looking at Jesus and not focus on the one that is holy. And not focus on the one that is expecting righteousness. It is not possible, brethren, to be looking at Jesus and your race will not be smooth. And so I have told you two things that you have no control over. You will pray for grace. You accept the things you cannot change. But as for me, I can change my speed. I can change how many pages of scripture I read per day. I can change how close I get to God. I can change the way I listen to God. In fact, let me tell you something. When we talk about the three visits, you might not be able to change the fact that there are three visits. But you can change how quickly the second visit comes. Because the visit will always come. The question is how quickly will the visit come? So the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 
he despised the shame. And is now seated at the right hand of God. Brethren, in 2021, there will be wonders done. In 2021, God will visit you. But I want you to understand. I told you last year. I said a year means nothing without the activities in the year. The person that started running last year, and you look at yourself this year, and you find out that you are on the same spot where you started running last year, unfortunately, it means that the year has been wasted. But the person that started running last year, and you look at yourself this year, and you say, God, I don't even remember where I started from. Because I am so far away. I am so far away from where I started from. Then God will say 2020 has been a fruitful year. If you want 2021 to be fruitful, but then you need to focus. You need to make sure, according to scripture, that when evil men entice you, don't answer them. I don't have time today to talk to you about the witnesses. But along your way, there will be obstacles. There will be obstacles out of your interest. There will be obstacles out of your appetite. I don't know if you notice when men are running. I think, I think these days some of them they will get to a particular station, they will get some water, they will drink it. Right? And then they continue to run. But then we don't even need water along the line. We have the Spirit of God within us. The Bible says it will be within you a spring of water. When the Spirit of God is reviving you, why stop on the way? You don't even know what they are going to give you. But God is encouraging you. He's saying, my son, don't worry about the things you cannot change. He's saying, my daughter, I will turn around your shame for glory. But he's saying, but the things you can change, you better change it. Let's rise on our feet. You want to talk to God very briefly, and for those of us at home too, you want to bow down your head. If you have not started your race, this is an opportunity for you. All you say is that, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I confess that you are Christ the Lord. 
I confess that you are the son of God. I confess that you are the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I accept you into my life today. And then you pray that God, as I start my own race, lead me in the direction that I need to go. For those of us that are already Christians, you want to begin to talk to God. Maybe you have been fighting about the cause of your race. Maybe you have been struggling to go on the path that God wants you to go. You want to say, God, I'm accepting my race today. I'm accepting the things I cannot change today. I'm accepting whatever comes along with it today. And then I want you to begin to pray. The Bible says that you pray, lead us not into temptation. Begin to talk to God that every temptation that is coming my way this year, every temptation that is known to man, that wants to bring me down this year, I shall be victorious over them in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice and pray for just one minute very quickly. Just lift up your voice and pray just one minute. Just lift up your voice.